0: welcome to the how to find your purpose course from plato university if you're wandering around aimlessly in life trying to figure out what it all means then this course is for you combining psychology and ancient wisdom with modern science and systems thinking you'll learn to develop passions into purpose find out who you really are how to make an impact in this world and finally feel a sense of fulfillment in your life if you're ready to live a purposeful life and want to learn the skills to do so? Join us at playdo.university for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, in the last lesson, we started developing different solutions to the problems that we've been seeing in the world. And today, I wanna to talk about the power of knowing your choices and choosing the solutions, the paths, the fits that are all right for you. Viktor Frankl said that man's freedom is no freedom from conditions, but rather freedom to stand on whatever conditions might confront him. Look, you've been looking at all these huge problems happening in the world, and you have no choice whether they're happening or not. The reality is, is that they are. The choice that you have is how you're going to react to those problems. You can stand there in despair and hope that somebody else fixes it, or you can take responsibility and try and make the world a better place. Now, when we talk about the choices that we have, one of these major choices is in what ways may you specifically be able to solve these problems. You get to choose the different strategies for approaching these problems. And when we're making this choice, we're aiming for a balance of effectiveness and fulfillment. Remember our equation for purpose. It's something that's meaningful to the self where you're gaining that fulfillment from what you're doing and it's consequential to the world meaning the solution that you're putting in place actually has effectiveness. It's actually helping other people. So let's break these choices down a little bit. When we're looking at our different choices, we should figure out what the right fit for us is. In the science of individuality, there's a concept known as fit, and this is the match between your individuality and your circumstances. A great example of this is all the different types of birds and how each one of them live in a specific climate in a specific area, that's unique to their individuality. If you're a penguin, you choose a cold shore next to a part of the ocean filled with delicious little fish. If you're a hummingbird, you choose a warm climate with abundant flowers brimming with nectar. And if you're a falcon, you choose a mountainous region with high craggy spots where you can build your nest and plenty of small birds living below that you can swoop down upon. You choose an environment and circumstances that match your unique constellation of needs and preferences. So when we're going about choosing different strategies for how we want to live our life and solve the problems that are in front of us, the circumstances that we face, we want to make sure that we have that right fit with our individuality. And again, this is why we spent so much time discovering ourselves. The true power of choice is the power to find and select opportunities that activate the greatest number of micromotives, self-interest, preferences, strengths, and everything else that's unique to us. And this is really where we start developing our purpose and eventually reaching fulfillment. In fact, if you're free to search for choices that fit your individuality, you might discover opportunities that nobody else would have even noticed. When you have the ability to make your own choices for how you will learn, work, and live, you're creating the life that's correct for you. But if you only rely on what others are telling you that is best suited for you, if you blindly follow the straight path, you may very well end up at the wrong destination. And this is why it's so important to know your choices. Now the reality of this century is that in your life, you're going to have to be a productive member of society. And that means you're going to have to make the choice of what kind of work and what you'll produce, the things that you'll create. So when we're assessing the landscape of careers that we could have or things we could be working on, what exactly should you be aiming for? Well, you should look for work that's engaging to you. And this means that it starts to use some of your strengths, but is also challenging your weaknesses so you grow. You have the freedom to decide how to perform your work, Tasks are clear, you have a variety of tasks, and you get feedback about how you're doing. All of this will help you on the path to mastery, a concept we'll cover later on in the course. The second thing that you want to look for is work that helps others. We've been covering that in this entire section. Helping others isn't the only route to a meaningful career, but it's widely accepted by researchers that it's one of the most powerful. The third thing we're looking for is work that we're good at. Because being good at your work gives you a sense of achievement, an ingredient that's necessary for life satisfaction. Being good at your work also gives you ability to negotiate for other components that may make your work more fulfilling, such as the ability to work on meaningful projects, undertake engaging tasks, or earn more pay for your family. And this means getting so good that they can't ignore you. You're going to level up your skills so that any problem that's put in front of you, you're able to tackle with ease. Again, going down that path of mastery. The next thing we're looking for is work with supportive colleagues. Now, obviously, if you hate your colleagues and work from a boss from hell, you're not going to be satisfied. And having good relationships is an important part of having a fulfilling life. So when you think about the work that you're doing, don't only think about the tasks, but the people you'll be working with in order to fulfill those tasks. And lastly, looking for work that fits with the rest of your life. You don't always have to get all the ingredients of a fulfilling life from your job. In fact, it's possible to find a job that pays the bills and excel in a side project, or to find a sense of meaning through philanthropy or volunteering. The famous example is Einstein. When he started to create his theories, he was most productive in the year 1905 while working as a clerk at a patent office. And this means no matter what your circumstances are, you can begin crafting meaningful work for you. And again, that comes by knowing your choices in life. So you need to learn how to evaluate and make new choices when things aren't working. Let's face the reality, not everything will work out, nor will everything be fulfilling to you. But when you make your first choices based on your genuine interest, it's almost always going to be a good one. That's because a choice based upon a little self-knowledge is better than a choice based upon none at all. Not only that, in the early going, you have a lot to gain and not much to lose the potential fallout from making a bad choice is relatively low. And as your understanding of your individuality increases, you will make choices that fit you better and better. Your life will become more fulfilling and you will steadily ascend toward excellence. Eventually, you'll reach that moment when you've strung together a series of victories. And at that point, you will look around and realize with no small delight that all the opportunities available for you to choose from are pretty good ones. So, when you first start making choices, you want to look at the options that are going to put you in the best position for the future. Now, before we get to how to evaluate and make choices, I want to make one more claim about why choice is important. We know from the immediate data of life experience that man is pushed by drives but pulled by meaning. And this implies that it is always up to him to decide whether or not he wishes to fulfill the latter. This means that fulfillment always implies decision making. And you're going to have to continue to make these decisions throughout your life. You're not just following your passion. You're developing a purpose because you understand yourself and activating all of your interests. And as you activate those interests, you make bold moves towards the choices that are going to be the best fit for you. And each time you make a meaningful choice based on your assessment of the fit between your interests and the opportunities available for you, you are forging your own purpose. You are dictating the meaning and direction of your life you're in the driver's seat this is why choices are so important you shouldn't equivocate hedge or treat your choice as a trial balloon you should act decisively because you are committing to a particular direction whenever you make a bold move you're announcing to the world this is where i'm headed we discussed earlier the different elements that we may be looking for in a career or in a particular way that we're going to implement this solution But let's discuss how you can evaluate and make choices towards a productive career that's going to help you implement the solutions that you identified in the last lesson. So the steps we're going to take to evaluate and make a choice is we're going to create a list of possible options. We're gonna evaluate that list. We're gonna investigate and explore our options after we've evaluated and whittled down our list. And then we're gonna create a career plan. So our first step is to make a big list of options. Write out your initial list, including both what problem you want to focus on and what roles or career options might help you to focus on that problem. After you've written a bunch down, force yourself to come up with more. Answer for yourself questions like, if you couldn't take any of the options on your first list, what would you do? If money were no object, what would you do? What do your friends or peers advise? Can you combine some of your options to make the best of both worlds? And could you find any more opportunities through your connections? then take some time to rank those options there's probably going to be some that are more appealing to you than others so you can put them towards the top but to get a little more precise about the ones that are best for you score options from one to five based on how much impact you can make how much this opportunity aligns with your personal fit the level of job satisfaction you could receive from this opportunity and any other factors that are important to you then try to cut down to a short list Eliminate the options that are worse on all factors that we just spoke about, and the ones that are very poor on just one factor. You can add up all your scores to get a very rough ranking of options. Then, when you have these options, think about the key uncertainties that you have when making these choices. What information could most easily change your ranking? If you could get the answer to one question, which question would be most useful? These might be questions like, can I get a place on Teach for America? Would I enjoy programming? How pressing is global poverty compared to open science? If you're stuck, imagine you had to decide your career in just one weekend. What would you do in that time to make the right choice? And with these questions in mind, you can go do a little bit of research. How could you quickly work out the answers to any of these key uncertainties? Now, my guess is that with some of these options, you're still gonna be pretty uncertain even if you do a weekend's worth of research about that option. And this is when we want to investigate and explore our options. And we can do a series of explorations for any choice based on how much time and effort each one would take, starting with the ones that can be done most quickly and with the least amount of effort, and moving to the more complex explorations. So for example, you might have an option where you're interested in doing policy advising. You could spend a couple hours doing Google searches and learning the basics about this career. You might also spend a couple times interviewing somebody that is a policy advisor and understanding how the career works. You could spend a weekend reading a few books and really starting to understand the field. Maybe you find a project in your local area, such as volunteering on a political campaign or starting a blog in that policy area and spending a couple weeks to a month doing this project to see if you actually enjoy doing the work. And if you still need to explore further, maybe this is when you consider taking on some sort of educational program like graduate study that would take one or two years. But you're approaching this choice with a much better understanding because you've already gone through those lower levels of exploration. Here's some things to keep in mind when you're looking at your different exploration options. Make sure that you do the smaller levels of exploration before you do the larger ones. So in this example, we're doing a Google search way before we ever get to saying, I wanna be a policy advisor and doing a graduate program. And this brings us to our second point, which is putting reversible options first. It's really hard to turn around a graduate program when we're already in the momentum of doing it, but it's much easier to return some books to the library if we decide that this isn't the actual career or field we want to be in. The third thing is to keep in mind options that will let you experiment. So maybe this means taking a job that lets you try out several different areas. This could mean letting you work in a variety of industries For example, like freelance and consulting positions, maybe this position allows you to practice many different skills. For example, if you work at a startup, you're going to wear many different hats and learn a variety of skills. Or the job that you take gives you the free time and energy to explore other things outside of work. For example, as I'm launching Plato University, I work a part-time job that's enough to pay the bills, but allows me the rest of the time and energy to put forth towards Plato University. Which leads to our next tip of trying something out on the side. Look, if you're already pursuing some sort of path when you've reached this course, maybe you already have a job or you're already working on some other large project, it can be really hard to say, I want to drop this and go pursue my purpose. That's going to be very disruptive for your life. And the chances of failure are much higher. But what you can do is start working on your purpose, even in a small little bit on the side of your job. You don't need to burn the boats at the shore, as the saying goes, but instead you can keep your current job and maybe spend one or two hours on the side project. As that project grows and you really decide you wanna follow that, then you can start allocating more time to it, maybe getting a part-time job so you can put more time toward it. And at the very least, when you're choosing different careers, you wanna keep building flexible career capital. And career capital are the skills, the relationships, the network that you build as you take on different jobs and roles. All of that capital can transition to whatever work you're going to do. So no matter the job that you have, it's never a waste. It can always be used towards your purpose later on. So now that we've gone through and evaluated our list, and we've thought about all those different ways we can explore it that I just mentioned, let's talk about how you can actually make a career plan for yourself based on this list. You can use something called the ABZ method from 80,000 hours. Plan A is the top option you'd like to pursue. If you're relatively confident about what you want to do in the medium term, focus on how to get that option as quickly as possible. If you're more uncertain, look to try out several options over a couple years. And if you're very uncertain, make a plan to do more research while building flexible career capital. That'll be your plan A, your first option. Plan B's are the nearby alternatives that you can switch into if plan A doesn't quite go as intended. And like many things in life, Things don't usually go as intended. So it's good to have these alternative options that are close to plan A, but may not be the most ideal. And finally, your last option, plan Z, is your temporary fallback in case everything goes wrong. What does this look like? Well, maybe you have some skills in coding, but you want to get into healthcare. That's a pretty different field. And so you're going to have to explore a bunch of different options in order to break into that. And as you do so, you might have a plan A, a plan B, and many other options laid out before you, but none of them are working out. What your plan Z might be is still working as a programmer, but within one of these health companies that you really respect. You know that your programming skills aren't going away, so you can always fall back onto them. And this would be an excellent plan Z option for you. A good idea is to review this plan at least once a year, because odds are you're not gonna get it right the first time. Life happens and situations change. And as that happens, better plan A's might present themselves. So for our activity today, look back at the solutions that you identified in the last lesson. What careers or opportunities or projects could you start or join that would help you start implementing that solution? And go through the steps that we outlined today of creating a list, evaluating the options on that list, beginning to rank which ones would be best for you, and for the uncertainties that you have about your options, start to investigate and explore those options through a series of leveling up experiments. And finally, start creating a draft of a career plan for yourself using the ABZ method. Thank you for taking the How to Find Your Purpose course. To get everything you need to develop your purpose, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners, then visit Courses Purpose and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash purpose. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.